Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Monday, January 15th. Friends, today would have been the wedding anniversary of Brother Hall and Mrs. Hall. And I say would have been because she passed away on Saturday. Do be in prayer for Brother Hall. He is in Springfield, Missouri, and they're making arrangements to bring her body back here and have her funeral here at the Island Ford Baptist Church at a later date. That date and time has not yet been confirmed, and they've got family scattered all over the country, to be honest. And so pray for the family and pray for them as they make arrangements and get all of that lined up. Our hearts go out to Brother Hall, Mrs. Hall, and, and Brother Hall, we're so close, and with her passing, it's going to be very hard on him. Keep him in your prayers that God would strengthen him, and he will. I know he will, but pray that God would strengthen him and use him for the glory and honor of God. Also, Brother Herbert Williamson has had heart surgery. He had bypass, or not bypasses, he had stents put in, and having more of that done today there in Louisville, so pray for him as well. Now, before the message, I've got a song here by Sister Hall, and uh, this is one of her well-known songs she sang here at the church and was a blessing, a song entitled, Oh, What a Savior. All right, on today's program, we are going to be looking at the book of Habakkuk, the book of Habakkuk, chapter number three. We're reading verses one and two. And I know that book may be a little bit difficult to find. It's a small little book in the Old Testament, one of the minor prophets, Habakkuk. And I'm going to be preaching a two-day sermon entitled, Is Revival Possible in Our Lifetime? There are three particularly main points I'd like to look at. We need to, number one, recognize that we hold some responsibility for the problem. Number two, we need to humbly believe God. And then number three, we need to live in the yet. And you'll understand that as we continue the program. So today's broadcast, we're just going to do the first part of that and hope you will stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Just remain standing, if you will, turn in your Bible to the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter number three. Habakkuk chapter number three. Brother Rick and Miss Helen looking for a name. I'm going to preach on Habakkuk tonight. <laughs> Amen. He was smokeless, Habakkuk. Amen. And <laughs> Amen. I'm just picking, but I, I love this book. By the way, it's, it's a small, he's a minor prophet, small, but if you go to Malachi, you find Matthew back up to Malachi, back up. This is four books back. Zechariah, Haggai, Zephaniah, then you'll hit Habakkuk. All right, that's if you go backwards. I'm, I'm telling them backwards. So if you find Matthew, go back to Malachi, go back to, uh, I've forgotten now, Zechariah, Haggai, Zephaniah. I get Zechariah and Zephaniah mixed up. Anyway, and you'll find Habakkuk right there. All right, chapter number three is where I want to take my text. I preached from this book once before, a few years ago. I preached three sermons on these three chapters and did it on a Wednesday night, I believe, if my memory is correct. 
And we were preparing for a revival meeting, and I preached on the revival we need. And looking at these uh, chapters, chapter 1, 2, and 3, I'm going to look at them all again tonight. Got some points from each of these chapters tonight, but I want to start in chapter 3. And I'm going to be thinking about revival again. But this, this, is, my, this is my message title tonight. Is revival possible in our lifetime? Is revival possible in our lifetime? That's what I want to think on tonight. If I can, verse number 1 of Habakkuk chapter number 3. I'll read verse 1. You come in and read verse 2 with me. We'll just read these two verses. A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet upon Shigianoth. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make known. In wrath, remember mercy. That phrase, really two phrases, but... O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. And then that latter phrase, in wrath, remember mercy, is the thought that's on my heart. My message tonight won't be a long one. It's just a thought, and I do have some some points in it that I want to bring out, not alliterated. But uh, I want to look at this section of, of Scripture and elaborate on it if I can, mention some things about it. Briefly, in hopes that we might could spark a burden for revival. Maybe spark a prayer for revival for our church, for our family, for our own people. Amen. Now, just by way of introduction, I I know that we could look at Washington, D.C. and say, boy, our nation needs revival. We can look at what's coming out of Hollywood or Nashville or the public school system. Or just about anywhere, we could look around and say, boy, our nation is in need of revival. We'd all agree to that. I don't think I have to belabor that point. We recognize that there is a need for revival. But I don't think that we need to hear preaching on the need for revival. We need to get a burden for revival. Amen. Uh, we need to believe in revival. Amen. I believe God. And so I ask that question, and, and I believe we need to answer that question for ourselves. Is revival possible in our lifetime? Habakkuk, just for uh, give you information on him, Habakkuk found himself and his nation. He's a prophet of Judah. Israel's already been conquered. Judah's been left now, and uh, they're going to soon be conquered uh, by Babylon. Assyria had got Israel, now Babylon, is going to come. They lay siege to Jerusalem. And you know in the days of Jeremiah, uh, they actually take it. And Habakkuk saw that, uh, foretold of it happening, and saw that it was to come. And Habakkuk was really troubled. He found himself in trouble, and he found his nation in trouble. Both him and his nation on the precipice of desolation and ruin. They were about to be invaded by a heathen nation. A very aggressive, a very destructive, a very oppressive heathen nation was going to attack. And Habakkuk only knew one place to turn. And that was to turn to God. Habakkuk turned to God. Here in chapter number 3, he offers up a prayer. This is a prayer that seems to be a song or psalm. It's on Shigianoth, which... 
would probably be an, an instrument. Some say it's a stringed instrument. Uh, some kind of uh, instrument or melody that, that Shigianoth would mention. You remember many of the Psalms are uh, on some of these, it'll say on some of these things, uh, Hebrew names that we're not even sure today what necessarily that they mean. But here he had a prayer that he offered up to God. He, I said he only knew one place to turn and that was to turn to God and to turn to God in prayer. And he only had one request. And that request was for revival. Oh Lord, revive thy work. Here's what he was doing. Habakkuk was reminding God, not these are my people, they're your people. He wasn't saying, Lord, have mercy on my people. He was saying, Lord, have mercy on your people. Amen. I think that we ought to get a burden for our church in that very category, that this is not just our church, it's the Lord's church. And it's sad to see churches going astray in the day we're living in, churches going modern, churches going liberal, churches going downward rather than growing and gaining they seem like they're going downward. And, and so if this, and I believe it is God's work, then we ought to say, Lord, would you revive thy work right here in the midst of all this? Amen. Right here in the midst of all this. In my years, in my life. Now, some of us have tasted a little bit of revival. This church has experienced that. And we talk about the meeting there uh, back in the 90s. We can talk about that. But many of you, more of you that don't know about that than there are that do know about that. I'm talking about experience-wise. I've experienced it in in my life. We had a very similar thing happen in the 90s at Vision when I was there. And then when I was a boy, we had something, I say very similar. It was just a movement of God. That's all you can say. Just a movement of God that God just broke through. It wasn't a preacher. It it wasn't a, a manufactured thing. It was just God. And it's what you have to recognize that it was. Uh, some of us know something about that, but many, in the midst of their years, they've never seen anything like that. And we need to pray, Lord, revive thy work in the midst of years. So as I consider my subject tonight, I want to say, first of all, I can't give you an equation, say this plus this plus this equals revival. I don't believe I can give you an equation like that. I don't believe that I can give you just a recipe. Say, if you put a little bit of this in and put a little bit of that in, and add a smidgen, then that'll give you revival. No, I'm I'm not sure that we can give you a recipe exactly like that. I do know what 2 Chronicles 7, 14 says, and I'm afraid uh, we have um, tried to make that into a machine, and God don't work at, we don't jerk His chain. I'll just say it that way. We don't have the ability to flip the switch and make God work. Amen. We don't have that ability. But I'll tell you what we do have. We do have prayer. We do have prayer, and if we have faith, because for prayer to work, I believe there's two things obligated for prayer to work. One, there's got to be a burden. you got to mean what you're saying. Amen. A lot of times we pray and we don't really mean what we're saying. We're just saying it because it's time to say it. Lord, help us. That's right. But for prayer to work, you gotta have a burden. There's gotta be, you mean what you say, and then for prayer to work, you gotta believe that God is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Amen. You gotta have faith. That's the only way to please God. Amen. And so, I, I ask that question again. Do, do we really, do we have a burden to see God do something amazing in our lifetime? 
Do we have a burden for that? Do we even believe it's possible? Is it possible for us to have revival in our lifetime? Now, the name Habakkuk. I read one one writer said that the name means one who embraces. So I looked it up. Since it's right there in the Bible, you can look it up. Strong's number 2265. It means to embrace. That's what it means. It comes from another Hebrew word, Strong's number 2263. It means to clasp, to get a hold of. It's almost with the idea of two hands getting a hold of something. One who embraces, you think of not just getting your hands on it, getting your arms around it. Amen. And so I got to thinking about that. And and uh, Habakkuk was a man that got a hold of God. He was a man that embraced a burden for revival. And, and so this was my thought. Can we get a hold of that? Can we get a hold of a burden? Can, can we get a hold of praying unto God with faith and believing that God could send revival? Could we clasp that need, bring it into our own bosom and wrestle with it? Labor with it for God. Amen. Habakkuk got a hold of God. Habakkuk prayed for his people. He stood in the gap for his nation, for his family, for his people. Habakkuk knew that judgment was imminent, yet he prayed for revival. And I asked, can we get there? Amen. Without making a political statement... I don't think Donald Trump's got the answer for America. I know Joe Biden don't even know what question is asked. And I, again, I'm not trying to make a political statement about that, but I'm saying our hope's not in the political system. Amen. Our hope, and I, I do believe you ought to vote. Amen. I do believe you ought to. But I also believe you ought to pray. Amen. And I believe the hope of our nation when we look at how dark things are. And to be honest with you, in, in this time of year when it gets dark earlier and, uh, and it seems like it, it even gets daylight later and, and it, it just seems like it's, it's cold and, and dreary and, and, uh, and dark and, and uh, everything seems to be dull and bad. You know what we ought to do? We ought to remember there's a God in heaven on the throne. And when things are bad, that's the very time for God to move. You remember when God said, let there be light, what was there? There was no light before that. Amen. It's darkness. God dwells in the thick darkness, by the way. He didn't need the light. He made the light because we need the light. Amen. Amen. I don't have time to chase that rabbit, but that's, that's all there. So I'm saying that we need, we need revival. We're like they were in their day. Judgment was imminent. It is in our day. God's not going to, God's not going to turn a blind eye to people killing babies and voting to keep on killing babies. God's not going to turn a blind eye to people committing sodomy and bragging about their sodomy. God's not going to turn a blind eye to the sin that's rampant in our land and people just promoting it and going right on, even people that claim to be Christians. God's not going to turn a blind eye to it. Judgment is imminent. We can say in the midst of wrath, remember mercy. Amen. Would you send revival in the midst of the years make known in wrath, remember mercy. Mercy. So let me, let me point out a few things if I can from this little book that I think, that I find here in the book of Habakkuk, I believe we can add to our life. 
would be beneficial to us. I don't have them alliterated. As I said, I got six points real quick, just real quick. First of all, Habakkuk had a burden. He had a burden. Chapter number one, verse number one. If you want to look there. I got a verse, at least one verse for all of these. Habakkuk had a burden. Chapter one, verse one. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. <clears throat> a lot of times a sermon was not just called a sermon or a message. It was called a burden. That's what it was, excuse me, for Habakkuk. What he saw gave him a burden. I want you to notice this about Habakkuk. Habakkuk didn't just carry a burden. Habakkuk saw a burden. I believe that means that everywhere Habakkuk looked, he saw a burden. Everybody, every face he looked in, he saw a need to call on God. Amen. Everything that he did, he saw a burden. And in other words, he saw a need for God to move. He saw it. It was, it was all around him. Everywhere he looked, everything that he did, he saw the distress of his nation. He saw the need of his family. Amen. He saw that only the intervention of God's mighty hand could spare his nation and help his family. He saw that. I'm afraid that today, Many of us, we don't see anything happening, but we think there's got to be something else. There's got to be a new program. We can try this or that, some, this or that new program. We can do that. Or we can adopt this or that new way of doing things, and surely that's, that's going to work. Can I tell you that the way God's worked throughout, throughout history has been preaching and praying and praising. That's the way He's worked. Amen. God's people believe that the preaching of the Word of God is what God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So they preached it, even if they didn't see anything happen. In season, out of season, they just preached the Word. Amen. And they prayed. They prayed, Lord, let my loved one, let, let, let that Word grab hold of my loved one. Let the Holy Spirit bring light to my loved one. Let the Holy Spirit bring conviction. They prayed while the preaching was going on. And they prayed after the preaching had gone out. Amen. And they praised God. They believed God. Amen. And that's what we've got to get back to today. Amen. So he had a burden. Number two, he had an exalted opinion of his God. Still here in chapter 1, look at verse 12. Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God, mine holy one? We shall not die, O Lord. Thou hast ordained them for judgment. And, O mighty God, Thou hast established them for correction. Amen. The, one, the, the statement they get from there, he's calling God, he said, he's my God. And he says, he's mine holy one. Amen. <clears throat> he saw God as an exalted being. He had an exalted opinion of his God. Amen. He didn't think, well, Lord, if you was as powerful as you claim to be, why are we having these problems? No, that's not what he was saying. He was saying, we've got our problems. It's our fault we've got our problems. You're still the great God you've always been. Amen. He recognized him as the ever-living one, the everlasting God. That's what he said. Art, now, art, not, art thou not from everlasting. You're the God that's always been. But then he also said, you're my God. Oh, Lord, my God, mine holy one. By the way, he knew that his God was a holy God. If anybody could fix this mess, Habakkuk knew God could. Amen. 
And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.